Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Today, I want us to have a conversation about faith. Yes, faith. So we are starting a new series called Believe. I don't know when it will end. (coughs) Because we are believing. Amen. Believe. In John chapter 20 verse 27, there was a gentleman called Thomas who was not believing. And Jesus told him something. Look, look. He says, then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here. And look my hands And reach your hand here And put it into my side Do not be unbelieving But Believing Tell your neighbor, neighbor Do not be unbelieving But Believing The the whole essence Christianity is real They call it a faith Yeah, they don't say when they send, they bring those research papers and they're trying to find out which way you face while worshipping. They say, what is your faith? They don't say, what love? Or what peace? Or what grace? It's faith. It is faith. Jesus' referring to his disciples was oil of little faith. And I often feel like God is telling that to me many times. Mose, oh, you have little faith. Because I can tell you, if we really believed, <laughs> we would do things that just, yeah. Because the world is used to smallness, average type living. And God is challenging us. God is challenging you and I to move into the realm of faith. Amen. Oh, we have our friends here from Worship Harvest. Kigali. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see you. Oh, yes. We were there last month for the gathering. It was amazing. Those who didn't come. Yeah, mercy on you. So, faith, 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 faith. Believe, believe. That's the whole thing Jesus was telling them. Believe, believe. One gentleman told God, I told Jesus, I believe. Help my unbelief. He's like, I desperately want to believe. Have you ever desperately wanted to believe? Ah. Believe. And you know what you believe will affect how you live? and your life experience more than anything else. That's why in Ephesians he told them, above all, put on the shield of faith. Above all. There's a gentleman called Brother Kenneth Copeland. He only preaches about faith since 1970 something. (laughs) He doesn't preach about anything else. For him, his only message God gave him is Faith. So every time he opens the Bible, he starts at Mark chapter 11. 
verse 22, thereabouts, and then he finds his way. So it's such a critical thing because you can find yourself in church following Jesus, but when for all practical purposes and intents, you no longer believe. Life can put you in a corner and try to squeeze faith out of you. Yeah, you can go through a heartbreak. Oh yeah, some people they've chucked God because of a heartbreak. Yeah. The, the girl said no. What a heartbreak. Some, it can be anything. can be sickness, it can be a loss. You see, all of us, our faith is not challenged in peace times. Hmm. Now, there's also a, a version for that, by the way. Because many people have lost their faith looking for money. Which happens in peace times. Yeah, when there's no peace, you're not usually looking for money. But for some people, it's the pain of life. The things life throws at you can cause you to stop believing or to doubt. When that song we are singing. When my mind says I'm not good enough. Lord, you're enough for me. Yeah. You see, those things, they over time. And you know, that's why Jesus said, you know who Jesus referenced as people with the greatest faith in the Bible? Who are the people Jesus said you should be like these ones? Children. Life has not yet walloped them with rejection, sickness, disappointment, retakes, heartbreaks, uh, among you know, I'm telling you, the older you grow, the more in danger you are with faith. That's why I've concluded that the older you grow and the longer you are in Christ, the more radical you have to intentionally become. You can't leave your faith adjustment in the same place as the years go by. No, you, you start you become very radical and unreasonable because it's like as, as the years go by it's like almost as if faith is inversely proportional to time eh? so you, you find that you have to lean more yeah because now you get a lot of information and there's a lot of relative thinking and you're thinking, but is it possible this, this, that? So you just have to become radical. That's why many people, their faith gets, gets shipwrecked over time. Amen. Now, one of the ways to actually do that is to serve. This is not the message. I'm just telling you. Like if you just stay there, you show up, sing a few songs, listen to a preacher, go home, your faith is in danger. Already, I can tell you that on good authority. Yeah, I've seen people who are a lot more anointed than you step, fall away. So you have to step into ministry and serve and belong to protect your faith. Amen. But faith comes by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God. So there's this chapter 11 of Hebrews, which is like the whole of faith. And I want us to reflect on a few verses there. And in the coming weeks, that's where we will be. Now, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Did you read that? Why did I hear only myself? Let's read it again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Wow. This is the most preached verse about faith in the history of faith preaching. Faith is the every substance of things hoped for. You hope for a thing, but faith tells you you're holding it. You have substance of it. Evidence of things not seen. You can't see the thing, but you're saying, I, I, I can produce the evidence. Ah, you know, if you go to a court of law and you say, they say, produce the evidence, then you're like, it is here. But you can't see it, but I'm producing it. You're going to be in trouble. <laughs> because they don't operate like that in the court of law. But there's something very interesting I want you to see as you read this verse one of Hebrews 11, right? Now, the first thing, of course, is to understand that the book of Hebrews is not about faith. What a shock! Shocking shock! The, <laughs> the book of Hebrews is not about faith. The writer wasn't writing to the Hebrews to encourage them in their faith. It's about Christ. The book of Hebrews is one of the, the things that summarizing sort of doctrinal books about the position of Christ. Because they call him that he's our new high priest who replaces the old Levitical priesthood. Right? He's the perfect sacrifice that replaces the sacrifices that were made daily in the temple. He's the new tabernacle, the temple itself in which they make the sacrifices, replacing the old tabernacles built by hands. Are you following? So can you imagine, you get the whole priesthood, one person. All the sacrifices they are, the priests were making, the same person. The tabernacle in which they are making the sacrifices is the same. He's a self-contained, moving, doctrinal system. He's the tabernacle, he's the sacrifice, and he's the priest. What a person. And all of this is doing it in the new covenant which replaces the old. I'm, I'm sure you're following. The book of Hebrews is about Jesus. Give me chapter 1 verse 1. God who at various times we are reading and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory I don't hear you the express image of his person the up, and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down 
at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Wow! I said wow. You see, just that introduction tells you quickly what the book is about. Because these Hebrew brothers were going back in their minds and their practices out of so much persecution and problems, they were going back to the old thing. They wanted to go back to sacrifices. They were spread all over the place and they were wondering how can we access our temple and so the writer is like warning them not is guys there is a new sheriff in town his name is it's, it's a very fascinating book if, if you ever read it maybe one of these days I should teach more out of it it's a very fascinating Hebrews. But overall it reveals the supremacy of Jesus. So right here just in a short opening statement he's telling you how did God used to speak? Through the prophets. And now he's speaking through who? Through his son. He used to communicate through angels. Now, no. it's it, it, Angels were the big deal. He's saying his son is now the big deal. Then he goes on to Moses the whole old covenant and its things because all these prophets, angels, etc. That's old covenant. I'm not saying prophets don't operate in the new covenant. I'm not saying there are no angels in the new covenant. What I'm saying in the old covenant, that's all you had. Either an angel spoke to you or a prophet came to you. There was nothing like I God spoke to me. Where? How? <laughs> You couldn't claim any of that. The stuff people come now and say, the Lord spoke to me last night. Because now, it's true. What, what does he say? Has in these last days spoken to us by what? Through his son. You're following. <clears throat> Let's look at chapter 2 verse 2 to 4. Chapter 2 verse 2 to 4. I'm, I'm still setting us up. Eh? For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed by those who are he's saying ah those days God spoke through angels and if you rejected the word it was serious and say how about now through his son look at chapter 3 verse 1 to 2 I could, we could go chapter by chapter, but we don't have that much time. He said, therefore, holy brethren. Ah, are there holy brethren here? Yeah. Then you need to read. This is to you. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider who? The apostle and high priest of our confession. What is his name? Jesus. Christ Jesus. Who was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was faithful in his own house. We can go chapter 4, finding rest in who? In Christ. Chapter 5. Then they introduced Melchizedek there in chapter 7. 
six, seven, and like that. All the way to ten. Look at ten, ten, fourteen. Just let's pick a sample. Yeah? Uh, for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being. Who, who, which is the one offering? Jesus. I told you, offering in the temple in which it is offered, the priest who offers it, all have been replaced by one person. That's Jesus. That's the essence of the new covenant. Ah. That's why when you come to church now, you can bring an offering, but you will not be rejected if you don't bring money. The real offering is Jesus in your heart. You can meet in a building like this or in a bar for service because the building is not the tabernacle. The real tabernacle is the one you carry in your heart. You can have a pastor to teach you your priestly ministry but you do not have to have a priest to commune with God because the high priest is in your heart. Jesus. And by the time he jumps to chapter 12, do you want to see what happens in chapter 12? Let's go. I'm just trying to show you something so that you don't misunderstand the whole series. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which is the sinners, and let us run with endurance set the race that he said, looking unto who? So, what is the book of Hebrews about? So, is it possible that chapter 1 to 10 is about Jesus? Chapter 12 to, where does it end? 13 is about Jesus. But someone smuggled in. <laughs> chapter 11, about faith, and it's not about Jesus. Is it possible? No. That's a misreading of scripture. And they say that text without a context will lead to a corn. Okay, some people didn't get it. We have like to have a graphic for them showing corn text. Remove the context and and then explain what the corn is. Wow. Huh? Ice cream corn. Wow. <laughs> now for our guests, when you see people here are too happy, it has nothing to do with what they've drunk or smoked. It's just that's that's how it is. They are they are joyful. The joy of the Lord is their strength. And they are being strong. Amen. So, the book of Hebrews is about Jesus. It's not about faith. And yet I'm going to preach about faith. So with all this understanding, read Hebrews 11, 1 again and I will show you a mystery the substance now you see he's going to take you through so many heroes of faith from the old testament okay and he's going to tell you 
All these people did all these great things through faith. Faith in who? In themselves. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Faith in, in Jesus, who to them was not yet substance, and they had no evidence, but they believed. Let's try something. But Pastor Blesso, come. Go and stand near there. That's okay. Face the congregation. Let me have Pastor Quaker. Esther 4. Martha. Let's say this is Abraham. Hmm? It's true. Hmm? Let's say eh? who is Sarah? Let's say this is Sarah. It's just for saying it's not true. Okay, it's an illustration. We we could pick another character. Let's say Deborah. This is Deborah, and this is who Esther, of course. You see. Oh, Martha is in a New Testament. I was going to say, where did your name come from? So all these people, I want you to look this way. Now, Mali, come. Come. Mrs. President, in fact, you move here. Jesus, come. You, you're this side. Now, let's say this is a timeline. Okay? This is a... This is Jesus. Do you know, Jesus came to earth about 2,000 years ago. But he has been there from the beginning. He was simply re- Field. He says in, in Timothy, 2 Timothy, give me that 2 Timothy scripture. Chapter 2 Timothy, what? 1, 1 9, thereabouts. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which what? Was given. Are, you, are, you, are there people here? which was given to us in Christ Jesus when? Before time began. Before earth was created, salvation had been given. In Revelation he says, the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. In, in the world of the spirit, Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. Before the Romans laid their hand on him, before the Pharisees accused him, in the plan of God, he was already slain. But now he has simply been manifested. Peter says something like that, right? Where does Peter say that? Peter talks about that he has been manifested. He was given before 
you showed up with your sins. <laughs> but now he has been shown forth, manifested. So these fellows here, Abraham, Esther, and Deborah, and all the others, Rahab, Moses, name it. By faith, they could see the future, the substance, the evidence. They, they had a sub, there is a substance they could only hope for. And there was evidence that they could not hold. And then Elisha raised the dead. Knowing there was a, a dead razor coming. And then Solomon made money to be like stones in Jerusalem. Knowing there is a prosperity distributor coming. And then Abraham became a father of many nations. Knowing there was one who was going to become a father of many nations coming. And then Esther saved the whole nation. Knowing there is one who would save the whole nation coming. A savior. And then Enoch refused to go in the grave knowing there was one coming who would defeat the grave so next time you read faith is the substance of things hoped for evidence of things not seen just know they are talking about these fellows who did mighty things on promissory notes saying there is one. we see that there is one coming let us try it out now let us live. They lived in faith. In the faith of one who had not come yet. Of one who had not been manifested yet. But now find me the Peter scripture. I need it to show these people that we are talking about. 120. First Peter 120. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world. But was manifest in these last times for you. I want to show you what you have because you have something you don't know you have. That's why you're being frustrated and getting annoyed with everyone. Not knowing all the people you're getting annoyed with, they're also looking at you saying, bring your advantage to the table. These people here were operating in Jesus' name who had never come. They had no. You see, the Bible says that the law was a shadow of things to come. All they had was a shadow. And they said, Ah, I see a shadow. Let, let me subdue a nation. Let me obtain promises. Let me grow valiant in battle. Shadow. Isn't it amazing that Abraham <laughs> you know it's funny that in Lazarus story it's Abraham in charge of things in heaven. Father Abraham send me some water. How does he know he can send? Because he knows that he can, I think he has seen him sending things all over the place. Long before Jesus came 
let me show you something. Go to the very end of the chapter 11 and I will show you something. The second, last, and the last verse. We are in Hebrews chapter 11, please. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive. The promise was too far ahead. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect. Because now these ones on this side of the cross come, they have the substance. They have the evidence. Jesus is no longer an idea in the future. He came. He was born. He walked the earth. He healed the sick. He did everything. He confirmed everything all these people ever did. All of them. There is not one single miracle these people did that Jesus didn't do. Including being killed. Because somewhere along them were killed and unjustly. He also was killed unjustly. Just he walked. The, everything. It's like Jesus is the combination of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, Solomon, Elisha, Elijah, Nehemiah, Esther, Moses, Deborah, all of them, Noah, Samson. You get all of them and squeeze them together. And they are still less than one Jesus. Because he says, this this one is better than the combination. You read the Old Testament and you're like, what's this? Fellows who... (laughs) And the writer is saying, they didn't have what you have. They hoped for what you have and they did not see what you see but they still served and did great things without ever seeing, without ever having. What shall we say to these things? Because now for you, is it John or Peter? John, who writes, says, that which we have seen with our eyes. Mm, John chapter 1. John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning. First John, not John. Which we have had. This one's it here. Which we have seen with our eyes. This one's didn't see. (laughs) Which we have looked upon. And our hands have handled substance. We touched him. He's real. Concerning the word of life. Now you and I brethren are on this side. Says Christ in us. In. in. The hope of glory. Like for them there was nothing like Christ in them. No. How? No Christ doesn't 2,000 years ahead. Christ 400 years ahead. 
Can you imagine you coming to church every Sunday and we are talking about a savior who will one day come but we don't even know when he will come. And for these people that was their reality. And they he will come. Yeah, he will raise the dead. Okay. Let's go raise the dead. He will heal the sick. Okay. Let's pray for the sick. The, the, the government shall be on his shoulders. Okay, let's set up governments. These people here. The thing they never touched or saw. They never got born again. Yeah, they went to heaven by faith. They, but they never received the Holy Spirit inside of them. And then you and I came around received Jesus he lives on the inside of us he says we are in him and now what shall we say to these things please sit so what am I saying Do you have Jesus? If you do, stop being angry and frustrated and whatever it is, activate your faith. Activate your faith. People who didn't have Jesus did more than we have done. We cannot explain that situation when we go to heaven. That the guy with the promissory note bought more stuff than you who has the cash. It is hard to explain. Yeah. Huh? Sandra, what shall we tell God? That those guys, they had an idea of a future. For us, the person lived in our hearts. But all we did was complain be annoyed, never served our neighbors, never served our families, never preached the gospel. We are just entitled. No. That shall not be the story of our generation. Yeah. We are going to try. Now that we know. We, so do you want to know, if, in, in case you are still wondering what it is, do you want to know if you have faith? Do you have Jesus? Then you have more faith than Elisha. Now, whether you've been using it is another thing. But now you have more faith than Elijah. Because Elijah didn't have Jesus. He could only see from a distance. If you have Jesus, you have all the faith you will ever need. Who is keeping the church silent? Let the people say amen. Amen. Let the people say amen. Amen. Let the people say amen. Amen. If you have Jesus, you have faith to change 
the destiny of your extended family, of your country, of your city, of your workmates, of your family. You have what it takes. You have all that it takes. And can I tell you, the devil will stop at nothing to convince you that you don't have it. He will throw all kinds of evidence on the false evidence thing. You see? You don't have it. Ah, You see that that thing that happened? You don't have it. Ah, You see how you, whatever there, you don't have it. That's Satan's is the accuser of the brethren who accused them day and night to take away your future because once you lose your faith you've lost your future am I making sense? yeah faith is not about the past no faith is about the future things hoped for am I making sense? So you have to understand that if you have Jesus, <laughs> you have all the faith you will ever need. Because the book of Hebrews is about Jesus. And this whole chapter is about Jesus and how he is exemplified in different people's lives who didn't even have the substance and the evidence of him. And challenging us who have the evidence and that's, that's why it says looking unto Jesus in chapter 12 to say hey you guys you have the substance you have the evidence we need to account <laughs> if you give someone 100,000 shillings and say go buy something and you ask them what did you buy you don't expect them to say I bought a, a, a two houses, a train, and I don't know what. Yeah, their accountability is different. But if you give someone two billion shillings, and you say, uh, how? go buy something, and you tell them what you say, what did you buy? And they say, I bought a bit. Huh? Big G. <laughs> Sweet Pepsi. Did you buy that factory that makes hobbits? What are you talking about? <laughs> I bought popcorn. What a shock. No. But look, that, to whom much is given, much is required. We can't sit around here and look at our generation perish and we say, oh God, you had mighty men in the past. Wait. When, when, when you are the one you are the one I'm the one look it takes some faith I hope you have it to believe that actually you have more than what Elisha had because what did Elisha have he didn't have Jesus in him uh, it's time it's time, it's time, it's time. Brothers and sisters, your perception of your life that you have had the wrong one ends today. Because you've been thinking you are disadvantaged. How? You are more advantaged than Solomon and you're saying you're disadvantaged. In what ways? Do you have Jesus? If you have Jesus, you have 
faith. The rest is the outworking of it. Are we together? Are we understanding Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1? This Jesus, we have him. And because we have him. So faith, really Christ is faith. Yeah. Christ is faith. If we have him, because now he's the substance. He's in our hearts. He's the hope. He's the evidence. If we have him, we have all we need. Amen. Now let's just look at two more verses and I'll quit because anyway. He says, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith. The elders who did not have the, the substance now I, I want you to know that they had him but not as substance. And they had him without the evidence. They could only believe based on what God was telling them and what they were reading. Now for us, we believe we both have what God has said and what is written and the historical record. That he came, walked the earth. He was manifested. He was real substance and evidence. So now, that, that is the reality. And he says these elders, they obtained a good testimony. Guess who's going to obtain a good testimony by faith? You and I. If they obtained a good testimony through faith which wasn't based on substance and evidence, you, you and I you have both substance and evidence. You know, in some ways we are like them, but we are more advantaged than them. Because Jesus came for a short time and he went to heaven. So we also possess him by faith in our hearts. For them it was just faith, not even they didn't have him in their hearts. The thing though is they believed without the record of the person. For us we believe with the record of the person. Yeah, no, no, no historian, Christian or secular, denies that Jesus ever walked the earth and that he performed the miracles he did. Others argue against his resurrection, which doesn't make sense to argue against it if you look at the evidence. But that's all the argument they will have, the resurrection part. But the evidence suggests it's not wise to argue against that. Because people who are running away on Friday, huh? running for their lives, the same people showing up saying, whether you what you want to kill us, when they told them, don't preach in this, and they said, now, whether you want us to, we are, we are going to preach, whether you kill us or, or whatever. Like, what happened between Friday when they were running away during the arrest, and when they are freely presenting themselves to be killed? What? Because they saw something. They saw a resurrected person. That's why they were willing to be crucified upside down. I don't know whatever else. All the apostles died badly. Why? They saw the very people who took off when they were arresting Jesus. They all died for Jesus. The, only, the last one was John. It was difficult to die, to kill. 
Yeah. He had something. They put him in oil three times and it didn't boil. They, he didn't fry. Yeah. They wanted to make a John fry. <laughs> John fry. It didn't work. That's how they ended up throwing him on Patmos. Yeah, the island. Like, there was this island with very crazy animals. They said, this guy, we've tried everything. Now let's take him here. Let him just be eaten by wild beasts. So someone was telling me they put him on a catapult off a ship and they just, because even the people taking him could not dare come near the island. Yeah. And when he landed there, instead of being eaten, he just started seeing revelations. <laughs> ah, the disciple whom the Lord loved. Oh, yes. They obtain a good testimony. You will obtain a good testimony. You will obtain a good testimony for yourself, for your family, for your children, for your parents, for your cousins, uncles, for your generation. You will obtain a good I'm telling you. God is not a man that he should lie. If they obtain the good testimony by faith, we will obtain a good testimony by faith. Amen. So that's the charge. That's the challenge. Amen. Why don't we stand and pray? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sure you feel like praying. Let's go ahead and pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you for a good testimony. Yes, Lord. Thank you for faith. Thank you for Jesus, our Lord. Yes. Thank you that in Him we live, move, and have our being. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the perfect gift. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that through Him we've received healing. We've received miracles. Yes, Lord. We've received deliverances, escapes from death, destinies, significance, ministry. You've done so much for us. We bless you. Thank you for Jesus. Our Lord, our Savior. Thank you that unlike the elders who could see from afar, for us is in our hearts. Paul writes and says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Oh, yes. Thank you for dwelling in our hearts through faith. Thank you that through faith we obtain a good testimony. Someone here, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. You're facing a situation where you wonder how it's going to turn out. The Lord is telling you it's going to be okay. It's going to be alright. You will obtain a good testimony. You will obtain a good testimony. Do not fear. Do not fear. Oh, now Lord, look at their threatenings. And give us power to preach this Jesus. And may you back up your word with signs, wonders, and miracles.
Thank you for the testimony of every brother and sister in this room and those who are online and in other spaces who are with us this morning that there is going to be a great testimony. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for framing our worlds through faith. We bless you, Lord. And friends, if you have not given your life to Jesus, he's all you need. He's all you need. And he's reaching out to you this morning, saying, come, my daughter, come, my son. I want to love you. I want to put my faith in you that you will not be defeated. Amen. The Bible says, now, this is the victory which overcomes the world, even our faith. That's First John chapter 5, right? It says, who, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Look at what he says in the next verse. Or is it the world? Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Once you believe, you have joined the category of overcomers. It doesn't say the world will not bring issues to you. The issues will come. But you will overcome. You will overcome. You will overcome. Oh yes. God wants to give you supernatural joy someone this morning. Yes. You've yes. gone through so much. You, your heart is broken. You are wondering. God, can I tell you something? God can give you joy unspeakable in the midst of the most trying issues. And you become that person who is even a source of life for others in the midst of trials. Amen. So thank you, Father. Continue praying. Just give him thanks for those words. Thank, give him thanks for overcoming. Give him thanks for the joy that overcomes the world, the victory that has overcome the world. Amen. Friends, if you've not given your life to Jesus, I want to pray with you that you will give your life to Christ. Amen. Wherever you are, as everyone is praying, can I see your hand? Just shoot it up straight. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Keep, put it up. Put it up until I see it. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see those hands. Anyone else? Anyone else? You're saying, Pastor, pray for me. I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to become an overcomer upstairs. If you want to give your life to Jesus. Amen. 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 Those whose hands have gone up, can you come? I would like to shake your hand. I would like to pray for you. Can we celebrate them as they come? Those who are near them, you can help them walk forward. Don't let them come alone. God bless you, my brother. Keep coming wherever you are. Maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you want to come. Just come. God bless you, my sister. Just walk forward. Just come. Just come quickly. God bless you, my sister. Oh yes, God bless you my brother You are becoming an overcomer You will overcome God bless you my sister You are going to overcome You are overcoming God bless you my sister God bless you my sister God bless you my brother You overcomers Keep coming More people are coming More people are coming Let's give them time From upstairs come From upstairs From down here Wherever you are Don't fear Don't let another one stop you this is God's greatest gift to you. 
to overcome you will overcome the challenges of life amen jesus has helped me overcome many things god bless you thank you yes you know most times it's best to even give your life to jesus when you're younger now those who are still here in the room if you're not you are either praying or you should be asking your neighbor if they want to come and you walk with them tell them you'll never walk alone god bless you my brother god bless you you'll never walk alone this is a, a, a place of love a place of joy a place of laughter you are not coming to a person you're coming to jesus yes bless you my sister you're coming to jesus god bless you my brother oh you'll never be the same god bless you my brother you'll never be the same keep coming ask your neighbor some of you haven't asked your neighbor you're you're saying they look safe how do safe people look ask your neighbor and tell ask them if you can walk with them god bless you god bless you my sister god bless you god bless you you will live you will live you will live you will overcome you will overcome keep coming i'm waiting for you down here jesus is waiting god bless you my sister God bless you, my brother. Yes. You'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. Yes. Oh, yes. Faith is available for you to walk in it. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. You'll never be the same. Anyone else coming? We are waiting for you. We're waiting for you. Don't fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is of the enemy anything in your heart that brings fear is not from god so you have to walk away from fear and walk confidently let's shake your hand oh god bless you my brother god bless you god bless you my sister do not fear right this is church church has no fear church should not have any fear church is the perfect environment of freedom and joy amen wow can we welcome our new brothers and sisters with a thunderous applause can we rejoice with heaven as we receive them to christ this morning oh thank you lord god bless you thank you for saying yes to jesus i said yes to jesus when i was in secondary school he has changed my life completely he will do the same for you. Amen. Can you pray with me this prayer? You just pray what I pray. Okay. It's a, com- a prayer of confession. The Bible says we should confess. Uh, you know, when we, are, we believe with the heart, but we confess with our mouth. Amen. Just say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This day. This day. I receive you. I receive as you. my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my past. Forgive me my past. And give me a future with you. And give me a future with you. Full of possibilities. Full of possibilities. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Anoint me. Anoint me. And help me work for you. And help me work. And for follow you. you. And follow. And serve you. And serve you. Amen. 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 Wow. Now point your one finger like this as if you're warning someone. You know those people who annoy you. Say, Satan. Satan. From today. From today. 
today. Between you and me. Between you and me. It's over. It's over. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Get out of my life. Get out of my life. Because I'm going with Jesus. Because I'm going with Amen. Jesus. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Trevor. I want you to go with him just out here to take your names. We want to be praying for you and to contact you and to follow you up and to work with you. We want to visit you to see how you're doing. Amen. Yes. Can we celebrate them as they go? Oh, wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Isn't Jesus amazing? He's amazing. Awesome. Can we pray? Just focus your eyes on the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. We don't deserve it, but you give it over and over and over and over. Even now, Father, my brothers and sisters here may be having different things going on. Sicknesses, worries, concerns. Father, I pray for healing to be manifested in their bodies, in their minds those who have doubted themselves, those who have had issues with their minds, every kind of mental illness in the name of Jesus, we speak to you and command you to live in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your healing virtue, for your healing power in the name of Jesus. We declare escapes from death. Every plan of the enemy to kill anyone in this room. We, we disorganize it. Yes. Yeah. Whoever is involved, may their communications fail. In the name of Jesus. Like the Egyptians' cats whose wheels fell off and they couldn't move while pursuing Israel. May that happen to everyone trying to pursue you. May their wheels fall off. May their communications fail. And may all their plans and schemes. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against powers, principalities, rulers of the darkness of this age. Those powers. May they fail. Miserably. And may you continue to live and to live and to live. I rebuke every sickness. Every form of cancer every form of growth every kind of tumor trying to manifest in your body I command it to dry up to leave you now I command blind eyes to open dim eyes to sharpen in the name of Jesus receive your miracle someone as, as I speak it if it concerns you you receive it because God is doing many many things right now oh yes may God open your mind right now to start seeing possibilities that you were not seeing before those of you in ministry and in business and other endeavors right now right now may your mind be opened to a possibility you are not seeing somewhere in another country someone God is opening your mind to a certain city or a certain country something that you honestly we are not thinking about but God is going to show it to you 
Maybe it's to study. Maybe it's to do business. Maybe it's to plant a church. Or to go make disciples. Yeah, God is opening your, your mind. Someone here, God is opening your eyes to see the person you're going to marry. Yes, God is opening your eyes to see the person you should get married to. You've been wondering who it is. You've been walking, asking God, show me, show me. God is showing you and it is so accurate right now in the name of Jesus. So that your future, because God wants you to serve him and he knows that if you get married just to anyone, it will become a problem. You will not be as effective. So God is showing you. Someone who is not married, of course. God is showing you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And someone, you've been having nausea. Any kind of nausea that has been disturbing you. That has been preventing you from living fully. Enjoying life in the name of Jesus. We cast it off you. Skin issues be gone. Rashes, itches, and all of that. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Headaches. 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 Difficult headaches. You've taken all kinds of medication. God heals you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Someone's lower right back. The back. To the right. Down. You're showing us mercy right now. We receive your grace. We receive your mercy. Someone has been anxious about provision. You're going, God is going to bring miraculous provision in 24 hours. In 24 hours. Something critical. You've been worried about something. Maybe it's for the children. Maybe it's for the children. Maybe you're wondering what's going to happen when the time opens. Some of them are going back to study in holiday and you've been worried about the resources. In 24 hours, God is going to open a, a, a possibility. You will see it. When it comes to you, you will know you were the one. You know, sometimes when I'm speaking and it's not yours, you might think, eh, look, people send me texts every day about very specific words that God gives here and it happens instantly thank you father we bless you someone your mission or community is going to start growing I don't know what it is that was preventing it from growing but right now in the name of Jesus every kind of demonic influence that has been keeping your MC from growing or thriving I'm saying towards growing or thriving it's there but when people come they are not happy, it's not a joyful environment there is no life God is opening that over you right now in the name of Jesus your MC is going to thrive people will be on the veranda yes, I'm seeing people on a veranda because they can't fit in the room people will be on their veranda in your MC in the name of Jesus oh yes thank you father we bless you thank you lord ankles what's this elbow elbow pain whoever had an elbow issue receive your healing thank you father we bless you thank you for this service thank you for faith thank you that we will never 
be the same again and friends may God bless you may he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever amen God bless you thank you for coming we love you see you next Sunday do not fear come into the house of the Lord and let's worship him for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.